looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus. So look up, my child, dry your eyes and smile. You are listening to another wonderful Wednesday afternoon of Looking Up. Welcome to the program, everyone. We are coming to you live. This is Danny, Sharissa, and Shell. We're coming to you live from our Faith FM studio here in Newcastle. How are you, Pastor Danny? I'm praising the Lord, and I'm super happy that the rain has paused for a for a time at least in a season. So praise yes, the Lord. It's, the it's, sun is actually out right now. There's a bit of wind blowing and um, yeah, it's great. It's, it it's, it's wonderful after all that rain. It is. And it's very uplifting just hearing you say how you are. So. Oh, I'm praising the Lord. <laughs> praising the Lord. Deliciously Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Amen. Well, we are so glad that you are joining us from wherever you are and we just want you to know that you want to stay with us because we have a very exciting program lined up for you this afternoon. Indeed we do. We have some special guests going to join us by phone again today. And what are we going to do today? Well, today, uh, last week, for those of us who joined us, you'll remember we spent in almost the entire program uh, taking a look at the situation um, with, with with the floods here in, in New South Wales um, and, and Queensland, but in particular New South Wales. And then we looked at the Ukraine situation. We had a couple of special guests. One of them, I think, is coming back to give us a little bit of an update. And um, so we didn't get an opportunity to move into our Bible study, but today, God willing, we will. We are in a series looking at God's final message of love to the world, the everlasting gospel in Revelation 14. And so we're going to continue today, God willing, um, by unpacking what it means to give glory to God. How do we give glory to God? That's right at the beginning of that message. So that's what we're going to be doing today. After the, after the interviews. Well, that sounds like a really relevant message for Mm. right now. And so I'm really glad that we're going to hopefully get to that as we go through the program. A reminder to all of you, go to the Faith FM website and you can go to, uh, the Looking Up program. You click on the tile there and you can see all the previous episodes of our series as podcasts. So you can catch up on all the things that you may have missed and you maybe want to go back and refresh yourself on. And also we would love to hear from you throughout our program. Maybe you have questions for um, the people that we're going to interview. Maybe you have questions that come to your mind as you hear us talk about the Bible. Um, Whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests as well. The number to contact us on here in studio 0491-064-669. And so, yes, look forward to sharing this program with you. We will also have a prize giveaway to some lucky people. We'll give more details about that in the upcoming segments. But for now, sit back and enjoy this wonderful song to the only god by david crowder and shane and shane enjoy this song to the only god who is able to keep us able Keep us from falling to the only God Be all glory and honor Majesty and power For all ages now and forevermore
Sorry, I just cut over the end of that song. <laughs> I'm sorry to ruin the experience of that beautiful it song. Been, it could have been worse. Seriously, I could have actually sung. <laughs> well, thank you for lifting all of our spirits after that <laughs> little blunder on my part. <laughs> well, look, it's come time for us to talk about current events. We Indeed. like to spend a segment on that in each Looking Up program. You're listening to the Looking Up show. It's live, I should mention, for all of our listeners. And we're so glad that you're joining us. Pastor Danny, I'll hand to you because we have somebody on the line. Yes, indeed. And um, as you pointed out, we um, spend the, the first part of our time taking a look at current, current events in the light of Bible prophecy. And we know that Jesus said before he returns, there's going to be more and more um, mayhem in our world when it comes to wars and rumors of wars and natural disasters and, um, and immorality and uh, you name it, it's going to be happening um, just before Jesus returns. And obviously we're in the midst of a a natural disaster such as we probably haven't seen in a very long time um, up and down the East Coast in particular. So we've got our good friend um, and uh, a, a guest of Faith FM who is usually connecting with the morning show and he's joining us once again. So we've got Pastor David Haupt who's up there in the Northern Rivers region. Are you there, brother? Can we hear you? <laughs> I'm still in the northern region. <laughs> you still there. You might be there for a little while. I'm uh, still. Now, um, the last time we spoke to you was last week, and um, and your electricity was out there on your property where you were. And um, how is that going? And 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 where is the situation now? I mean, we see on the news, um, you know, what's taking place up there. But are there some further sort of insights or that you you you're willing and able to share with our listeners this afternoon? Guys, look at my own property. We've, we've got power restored. We still battle with a very weak uh, internet and um, one bar reception at my church in Malambimbi. Uh, power, yes, phone has been restored, but uh, no internet. Um, and I think that is very typical of uh, what's happening over this region at the moment. Uh, communication uh, is, is fairly, fairly bad. Mm. But uh, life is starting to return to some form of normality. But what we're observing at the moment is the psychological and trauma cost to people. Mm. Uh, You know, we've we've had numerous um, disasters in this area. Mm. Some people that um, in 2017 had gone through Cyclone Debbie have gone through uh, the same now as well. So they've hardly 
rebuilt their lives and it is back and this time worse. And I'm so glad that you referred to Bible prophecy because while in Bible prophecy we look at the potential, well, not just the potential, Bible prophecy is clear that disasters will become more as we come more to the More frequent end of this and more world. severe. Yeah. yeah. We, what the mapping of the meteorologists are saying is that cyclones will make landfall closer, to, uh, now closer to this part of um, Australia. Wow. In other words, moving down from where normally it makes landfall in the north to more the, the South Queensland, North New South Wales coast. Yeah. And we, we're going to see it. And what is further phenomenal is that Australia spends 80% in recovery, 20% in preparation for disaster, where countries like the Netherlands, I spoke about this this morning, spends 80% in pre- preparation and only 20% in recovery. Wow. Um, so there's a shift that needs to take place, a, a mind shift with us. At the moment, our churches are still flat out, while still some of us are, are fairly crippled. Um, my own church in Malambimbi, uh, you know, we, we've got an empty shell at the moment, carpets, but we are feeding people, we are doing the laundry. Uh, I just had the fire brigade, many, many trucks uh, in front of our church, they just popped in for lunch. And um, trying to make a difference, uh, we've got nursing staff that, that helps people. Uh, spent time yesterday in Lismore with meetings there, meeting with the church leaders of, of that region from Casino, uh, Lismore, and Alstonville, Ballina, and just looked at what they were doing. Lismore Church is still at the center of things, still very active, uh, serving their community. Uh, up in the North Kingscliff had connected with other church organizations, denominations, and they have a united response. Just over the weekend, they had close to a thousand volunteers wow. that they sent out into the community to help. Hmm. So, um, yeah, we're talking through ADRA at the moment at disaster-ready churches, and I've advised Kingscliff and our other churches, why not? Uh, connect with other denominations, and let's all together go through address training and disaster with the churches. Yeah. Now, you mentioned ADRA. For our listeners that may not be familiar with what ADRA stands for and um, and what your role is there, um, you're, you're, you're speaking and referring to your coordinating role. Do you want to just sort of mention what your role is in this whole um, sort of uh, in, in your ministry, your role, and what ADRA stands for and, and how people can assist and help? Sure. Over and above my role as church pastor in Malambindi, I also carry two director roles in the North New South Wales Conference, and that is I'm the director for ADRA, that stands for Adventist Development and Relief Agency, as well as director for Adventist Community Service. And um, the, the main focus that we have at the moment is to engage our churches into responding to a disaster. Um, in what we call peacetime, Adventist community serves very active in serving their community. Uh, ADRA also in, in that role, uh, but right now ADRA is uh, engaging our churches and helping to, to respond and doing a phenomenal work. And if people want to donate mm, yes, to please. ADRA, it's, it's tax deductible, and they could, in actual fact, just go at Google uh, ADRA, A-D-R-A, that stands for Adventist Development and Relief Agency Australia. And uh, 
you will find there a button that says um, donating to the uh, South Queensland and North New South Wales floods and uh, filling your details and support the work that we are doing. Mm, fantastic. Well, Pastor David, we so appreciate your time and your willingness to come on our program. And for our listeners um, who would like to hear uh, a more extensive um, report from Pastor David, who's the ADRA and the Adventist Community Services Leader, as well as a minister there in Mullumbimby. Uh, this morning, um, Pastor David shared on the Morning Breakfast Show. So if you go to the Morning Breakfast Show podcast, um, for any of our listeners, you'd like to hear a little bit more, that's on there. You'll be able to tune in and you'll be able to listen to that. So we, we want to thank you so much, um, David, for, for your willingness to share. And we just pray that God will bless you and the team. And we're going to continue to pray for you Absolutely. and the community there. And it's wonderful eh, what, what the Adventist Church is doing there and just combining all the churches together yeah. in, in order to help during this monumental um, disaster, time, disaster, yeah. and this effort that's required. Absolutely. It's, it's been really good to hear from uh, Pastor David up there. And, yeah, really wonderful to see how people are pulling together in a time of crisis Amen. to help one another. Amen. And um, we actually have another person. Yeah, you um, introduce your friend. Yeah, I want you to meet her. She's, she's coming shortly. Um, she's actually from the local church up there in Lismore. Oh, so wow. So she's right there at ground zero. Ground zero, I guess you could say. And as uh, Pastor David was just mentioning, the Lismore church has been very, very busy mm. and still continues to be busy in providing relief. And so I'm just wondering, Tanil, are you on the phone? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, wonderful. Good to hear your voice. Great to have you, Tanil. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Um, we just, oh, we just wanted to, oh, we're so glad that you're here joining us live from Lismore. And, uh, yeah, we're just wondering how, what's the situation up there? What's, what's going on? How are you getting involved? And how is the church being active at this time? Oh, where do you start? Um, yeah, where do you start? Um, so Lisbon's had some quite bad flooding, as a lot of people have probably heard. Mm. Um, the water came up really fast overnight on Sunday, um, and a lot of people got stuck in their homes, had to be airlifted off their roofs and taken in boats and um, all sorts of things. Um, it's quite a scary time. Yes. Um, yeah, and... So, so Tanil, could yeah, I, could, sorry, could I ask you a question, Tanil? This is Danny here. Um, yes. Do, so you yourself live in Lismore with your family, is that correct? Uh, I live in I live in Lismore with my husband. Yeah, okay. like up, um, yeah. but in like Vanilla Bar, which is a higher part of Lismore. So uh, our okay. house was affected. Um, my work was affected. My work got flooded. Okay. But um, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that was going to be that, that, that was going to be my question. Did you have to get? Did you have you know waterfront views, and did you have to jump in your tinny and your little canoe to get out? And um, so okay, so you're a little bit higher up, so you were not directly impacted by the floods yourself, as far as your own home with with your husband. Do you have any children? Um, no. Oh, no. no okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we'll keep you in prayer, Tanil. We'll keep you in prayer. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, so, Tanil, the church that you are part of, the Lismore Seventh-day Adventist Church up there, did that get flooded? Um, it was fairly close, but it didn't. Um, and that's the thing. Um, on Monday, there was 
a lot of people, like a lot of locals, because the SES couldn't keep up with all the people that needed rescuing, um, a lot of locals were um, just seeing addresses posted on Facebook of people asking for help and just rescuing people um, and bringing them to the edge of the water. Mm. And our church was kind of on the edge of... Wow. Um, on the edge of that. So some people from our church, I wasn't there at the time. Um, I went down a bit later in the afternoon. But they set up hot drinks and soup um, at the front of the church that people getting off the boat um, had something hot to drink and eat. Wow. Um, and that's kind of where it started. <laughs> and it's just growing exponentially from there quite fast. Um, but wow. yeah, that was a way that we could bless people really early on. Um, and so the church from the very beginning was helping people because of its location there. And you said that's where it all began. So what has continued to happen now for the church? Is it open now? Is it what's happening? Um, so all last week we were serving um, food from the front of the church to um, people who had been flooded and people volunteering cleaning up. Just yeah. anyone who needs it, um, we were serving food. Um, just as we were, we always started to get low on food, someone would always bring more for wow. us to hand out. Um, and God really, you just see God providing in all those little ways, um, which has been amazing. Um, and we started taking um, donations. There were people coming up from the Gold Coast, coming down from the Gold Coast to give us donations. Um, people that um, we hadn't even met before that weren't even like from from our church um, driving because they'd heard we were taking donations um, and coming, yeah, from all over the place um, for us to be able to hand out. We usually have an op shop downstairs, um, so the lady um, or a lot of people from the church move to the op shop up into the hall, um, and it's gotten very, very big. Mm. (laughs) And then people started bringing in um, non-perishable food items as well, so we've been handing out mostly food and clothes and food to people who need it. Um, the shops have been very low on food and most people, there's still places in Lismore that don't have electricity. Um, a lot of people were out of electricity for like a week even um, afterwards. So, yeah, it's been a tricky time. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now, I was going to ask you, um, I heard... I heard that um, on Sabbath, just gone by, uh, that instead of having a worship service as you normally would, uh, you decided to do something different there at the Lismore Church. Do you want to tell us about that? I was really inspired by that. Yeah, sure. So um, we actually voted to not have church um, on Sabbath. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) And everyone, because it was right in the thick of clean-up, like Saturday was, it's a lot of cleanup to do, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of um, there was a, a lot of them went out to Korokai, which is one of the co- like mm. towns kind of close to us that also got really badly flooded, mm. um, and just started burning out people's houses. Um, and a lot of people came to the church to hand out food and mm. um, clothes, and yeah, so a lot of people were involved in all of those things. <laughs> so it was a worship service with a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep, wow. Wow. So I'm not sure. I've got plenty more questions. You, but you, you, can, have a, <laughs> you can go for one okay. more here. <laughs> All right. Um, I was going to say, okay, so what's the current situation? So this is like 10 days ago when it all sort of 
you know, unfolded. Um, we woke up one morning and, you know, we were just, you know, gobsmacked by what had happened overnight. I think it sort of happened Sunday night into Monday morning. Is that correct? Um, yeah. That, that initial flooding that just happened just so, so quickly. And I think there's some spiritual lessons there, which is for another time. Yeah. But um, it's it's about 10 days, a week and a half or so um, since that day. Where are things at now? Um, like what is the church still continuing to do? Um, and how can people help and assist? I mean, people that don't live there, you know, the rest of us that live away, what can we do to help and assist apart from our prayers? Is there anything else that we can do? Or other people that are maybe living nearby and they may want to lend a hand? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's still lots of cleanup going on. Um, there's people are nearby that are still people that need help cleaning, I think. Um, there's just streets and streets of um, people pulling stuff out of their um, houses. Because it affected, it went higher than it's ever gone. It's affected like three and a half suburbs in Lisbon. Mm. So it's a massive cleanup. Um, so just hands on the ground. Um, we kind of have enough, or um, at the moment, we're not taking any more like clothes and food donations just because we've got so many and a lot of other places in Lismore. People have been so generous, like um, in donating things. Um, so we're having a meeting tonight actually to decide where to go forward. Um, I was talking to the pastor this morning, um, and he was saying that, and like, I, I was thinking that people need money to rebuild. Like, mm. that's probably the main thing going forward. They'll need furniture at some stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but will we have a place to put that now? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and just hands on the ground, like, um, people, tradesmen willing to give up some time to help because um, it's just a mammoth job. I was, um, I think the news, I think they've come out to say a couple of days ago that a thousand houses in Lismore have already been deemed in, in inhabitable. Wow. Um, so it was cool. Like there's just a lot of people that don't have homes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyone who could donate, like, yeah, thank you so much, Tanil. We, we've run out of time, but we really appreciate mm, you um, letting us call you in today and to give us that update. And we definitely will remember you and everybody up and there the in our prayers there. and, yeah. and uh, look forward to supporting you in whatever yeah, way we can. Absolutely, Tanil. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. God bless you and your dear husband and the six children that the Lord will bless you with at least. Um, just kidding. But God bless you so much and the, and the community there and we'll catch up with you again sometime.
We're the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways, awe-inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Bracky family. We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. G'day, Australia. I'm Blake, and I'm tired of all the negativity all around us. It's time to get positive and speak life into every situation. So join us every Thursday, Avo, afternoon, I can't say that word, for my new show, Speak Life, to learn how to navigate and find ways to speak life into every situation. No matter what gets thrown at you, we want to help equip you for the trials and struggles we all face. And just have some fun talking together and speaking life. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking unto Jesus. 
You are listening to Looking Up. We are live right now and so glad that you are joining us for this program. And before we go to our next guest, we actually have our guest is in studio with us right here, right now. But just a reminder that we have a prize that we want to give away to the first three people who connect with us here in studio with our code word. We're not releasing that just yet, maybe in the next segment. The first three. Oh, he just changed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Danny's playing games with me here. Um, so the first three people in studio who connect with us with the code word, which we will release, the number you want to keep ready is 0491-064-669. The prize today is a beautiful book by Kale Duvall. Oh, yes. Yes. Ancient words, present hope, what the Old Testament teaches us about revelation. And he was actually a lecturer of mine once upon a time. He's a really nice guy. He's, He's actually um, heading to England Is now he? to That's teach right. over there at a place called New Bowl College. That is wife. right. That's actually, right. no, 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 no. He's, He's going to be in the, in the administration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a place called St. Albans. I grew up in St. Albans in Melbourne. <laughs> Danny's never short of a word. No, no, no. I'll, I'll keep quiet now. I'll keep quiet now. <laughs> but it's absolutely right. He is on his way to Europe. So um, with that said, we want to introduce and hear from our special guest in studio, Pastor Abel Iogulescu, who is from Romania originally, and he's living here in Australia, serving in the North New South Wales Conference as the General Secretary of our conference. So Pastor Abel, thank you so much for coming into the studio. We heard from you last week um, an update on what was happening in Romania in regards to you know the crisis in Ukraine and refugees and wanted to hear from you again this week to see if you have any more news to share with us because... Uh, there's so much happening right now. Yes, indeed. And Sharissa, Danny, it is good to be back. Good oh, to see you. It's great you. to have your smiling <laughs> face here. Yes, look, um, we are smiling in the studio, but we all know that the world is surrounded mm. by pain, suffering, yes, and uh, we can all say that this place is not our home. Mm. Um, I was talking to my mother recently um, on Sunday morning, and uh, she said that on Sabbath when she went to church, um, a Seventh-day Adventist family brought along two of the refugees that wow. were just staying with them. Uh, random strangers, you know, never met each other, but they op- opened their home uh, mm-hmm. for refugees. Uh, she was visiting a family in, um, my mom was visiting family members in the capital city, and that's where the refugees were. And they went to church. They they had no faith affiliation whatsoever, uh, but they were wow. happy to attend and uh, just happy to share. And look, they were saying that they, f- they, they count themselves to be very blessed to be uh, in a country outside of Ukraine, in light of what's happening mm. in Ukraine, and their hearts and, and thoughts were going out to those that were still uh, back in Ukraine. Mm. So currently, there's a significant significant shortage of uh, of water. Just you know, people having access to, to water, they can drink or you know, forget about washing yourself and any of these uh, basic necessities. Mm. And shortage of food. Uh, we know that these numbers need to be updated daily, but Uh, What we know from a report that was presented uh, at the beginning of March by ADRA in that space, you know, we are looking at 7 million people that have been displaced within 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 Ukraine. 7 million Million in the space of less than two weeks. Within Ukraine, uh, just going from some of the major cities to more remote areas. 
Uh, we're looking at more than 4 million people that have left the country, that mm. fled Ukraine, going to, through different borders. How many did you say? 4 million. 4 million that have already fled. And this is at the beginning of March. And as probably you've seen or, or at news, you know, we're talking mo- mostly children and, and women. And before I focus on some of the more positive news, because I want to finish with positive news, I want to mm. share something that is really heartbreaking. Uh, it has come to our attention that unfortunately those that have an evil and sick mind are taking advantage of mm. the refugees because now the police is controlling the border uh, stops and to try to identify people that are into human trafficking. Oh, wow. That's trying terrible. to take yeah. advantage of oh. women and children that are crossing the border and they're pretending to be friendly and helpful and in turn they, they, they're very evil and cunning in their approach. So definitely mm. you still have the genuine uh, warm-hearted individuals that are there to help and yeah. be there for those that are suffering. Uh, but unfortunately, we live in this world where not everyone has good intentions, mm. even in a time when, when people uh, need this uh, in, in particular. So well, that uh, just reminds me, you know, with the flood situations, people are going into homes that mm. have been evacuated and people are robbing homes and businesses wow. during this time. So exactly, yeah. is true. sadly, evil is alive and well at all times, even in the midst of you know, suffering and sorrow. And again, like the wise uh, Solomon from the Bible said, there is nothing new under the sun. It it happened in the past. It happens again. Mm. And unfortunately, during our interview here, I'm going to be biased again. Uh, That's where I have the information (laughs) regarding some of the things that are happening. We're just glad you could share. (laughs) Happening in uh, in Romania. Look, uh, you told me to do a bit of research and Mm. I did. And I'm happy to share a few things. And that is um, uh, in Romania... Every single hour, uh, the country receives 500 refugees from, uh, wow. from Ukraine. Wow. Every hour. Every hour, we're talking about 500 refugees. That's 12,000 in a 24-hour day. Let's hope your maths is, is correct. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, we, we're talking wow. about, you know, it's easy to, to say numbers, yeah. uh, but we're talking about individuals, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are people with pain, yeah. uh, people with a story, uh, people that have left uh, mm-hmm. loved ones. Uh, especially husband, father, brother, son, uh, behind in the country to fight in this war. And also, I mean, in terms of what's exciting is that Adra, Romania, is one of the two um, humanitarian agencies that is allowed into Ukraine and is actually offering help. So there are only two agencies that are going into Ukraine offering that necessary help. And Adra, Adra, Romania, is one of them. Wow. And uh, what they're taking in, they're taking mattresses, they're taking bedding, hygiene kits, and other essential uh, aspects that are helping people in that space. And so far, Adra, Romania has helped or served uh, more than 2,000 families uh, Mm, those that are necessary. So, you know, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of energy. I was listening to the interview of one particular driver. He says he spends a night and a day without sleeping, just being there on the border. He, he needs to go home and rest the night. And then he goes back and, you know, he says, I'll... Because otherwise, my, my eyes just shut while I'm driving and that's not safe, you know, because yeah. he's transporting individuals and, and people. And, of course, Adra is not working alone. They're working with uh, Adventist churches. They're working with Hope Channel Romania and Hope Channel Ukraine and trying to get all the connections in place. And, they, yeah, they're, they're very, very active. But, uh, look, I, I will make a decision not to remain biased because <laughs> there, there are other countries and other agencies that are are doing a wonderful work. And um, Poland, you know, has been... I was going to ask you about Poland because that's been on the news. That's sort of one of the major centers where yes. hundreds of thousands are... Have, have, have come to. 
in in, in one single day, Danny, in one single day at the beginning of March, Poland has received 100 refugees. You know, 100,000. Wow. Yeah, 100,000. Yeah. yeah, thank you. 100,000 <laughs> refugees. Wow. Uh, and, you know, that keeps on increasing. Uh, Slovakia, you know, also they are, they are helping. And, uh, you know, they, they had this report about Hungary. While they're not directly uh, neighboring with Ukraine, uh, people are arriving into Hungary from Romania and every country there in Europe is is already mm. eager, happy, has things in place, prepared, uh, ready to go and, and to provide all that is necessary. So they have buses, uh, refugee centers, uh, people trying to get to a different place in, uh, in the country. Uh, the Republic of Moldova, which is sort of their sandwiched, uh, small territory, they are receiving uh, also refugees. But what was really amazing to me is to see that 122,000 Ukrainians have went to Russia for refuge because it was closer to them. Oh, wow. And this was, again, was organized by ADRA. Wow. And they, they've managed to, to, to receive the, the things necessary uh, to survive for while they're going through that time. So, um, you know, they are ADRA team in Russia is also helping people that have been displaced and affected by conflict uh, with Ukraine. And it's it's beautiful to see that within Russia, they are receiving the help they need. And that includes, you know, uh, things necessary for families and especially those that are, have uh, have babies with them. Because we have, yeah, we're obviously hearing a lot of, um, you know, the migration to the east, you know, in those eastern nations like your homeland, Romania and Poland. Oh, yeah, sorry, so migration to the west. And, sorry, to the west, yes, to the west. Yeah. Sorry, I meant, I meant the west. But, um, but yeah, there's obviously a lot of people who are heading out east, which is, you know, the Russian side. So basically they're running away from the fire zone. That's right. You know, that's where the conflict is yeah. and, um, you know, that's where you see the bloodshed and the destruction. And plus, if there is no infrastructure, there's no water, mm-hmm. sanitation, and it's been like two weeks, more than two weeks now. So yeah. they need to, to find a place of refuge. Wow. <laughs> and um, is there anything else um, that you have to, to share with us that, that would be helpful as far as for us to keep in prayer? What about people wanting to help and assist? So look, in, in terms, as probably we've mentioned last time, uh, ADRA, even ADRA Australia on the website, uh, they have a few uh, a few tabs where people can go for more information. One, of course, is to help our own uh, people here in the country, in Australia, with the floods, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely with uh, Ukraine. Um, you know, there's this particular tab there that goes straight to, to Ukrainian uh, refugees. And as, as I said, you know, people, the volunteers are on the ground. They're doing the work. Uh, it's highly mobilized. Um, and it's wonderful to see uh, just the spirit behind this team um, you know, willing to, to make a difference. And people are, are turning their backs to some of their commodities of life and say, we are in a crisis situation. We need to help our brother and sister in need. And uh, we want to be close to them. Mm-hmm. And I guess above all, it's very important for our listeners that as we are focusing and we're hearing a lot about this crisis, we need to remind ourselves and we need to tell others that God is still on his throne. Mm, That's yes. right. Amen. God is still in, in control. Uh, not that he wants to see this, not that he orchestrates it. Unfortunately, uh, we are in a world that is cursed by sin, and we need to, to see the results of this, that we may understand that this is not our place. Mm. Mm. It's Amen. not our home. We're, we're our home. just a passing through. We're pilgrims. We are. We're passing through. And, um, and I guess these things all help us long for heaven even more. 
even more. Absolutely. So, um, Sharissa, did you have any questions or did you have uh, any other sort of um, spiritual thoughts, Abel? That was a wonderful, yeah, no, uh, I'm a just wonderful thought. I really appreciate uh, what you've come in and shared with us today. And just a reminder that, you know, there, this is a, there's a conflict over there in Europe right now, but the Bible talks about a, a conflict that engulfs the whole world. And this conflict will come to an end when Jesus comes. And mm-hmm. that's what the great hope is mm-hmm. of the Christian. You know, the back of the book, at the back of the book, the book of Revelation says that there's coming a time where God will bring in a time where there'll be no more no more death no more sin no more war no <laughs> more tears no more tears no more parting no more pain and uh, that's what we we long for and we look forward to so yeah and so I guess we're all like refugees yeah we are on this planet <laughs> on this sin sick planet and um, this is not our home yes. and a refugee is someone who's passing through mm-hmm. you know and we're heading to our homeland which is the, the New Jerusalem mm-hmm. which is the the city of peace. Amen. Where there will be eternal peace. You know, I'm actually working on a, on, a, on a message and looking at the first Peter. Uh, Peter addresses the church, the believers, as pilgrims, sojourners, mm. reminding mm. them that it, the suffering that he's going through, it's just a, a strong point to the fact that, hey, this is not your place. Indeed. You're only a temporary resident here. Indeed. Indeed. Love it. That's yeah, powerful. powerful. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Abel, for coming in and for uh, sharing that with all of us and our listeners. We are going to go to a wonderful song right now. I love this song. I know the composer, but what the world needs. And as you listen to the words, I think you'll come to agree with her too. Enjoy. The path we tried, we are Come face to face with all the mask we use to hide our despair and keep the facade that everything's okay. As I take a closer glimpse, I see a world at lost in sin, in desperate need of hope and love. One thing remains is one. Help in here. 
suffering will end, the pain will cease, and healing abounds in His love and arms. Come to Him, all who are weary, rest you will find in Him. Set aside all traces of pride, choose Him today, hope comes in. to Noemma Moore, What the World Needs Now. What a beautiful song that was. We hope you enjoyed it. Well, we are in looking up. <laughs> we are always looking up on this show. And uh, look, Pastor Danny, we had a, a listener connect with us. We always get very excited. When this we is our one out. and only listener. Praise the Lord. Thank <laughs> one you. One person is listening, oh, at least one. <laughs> but me. Apart from Shell, who has to be here to listen. <laughs> She's got no choice. <laughs> This is from Michael, and it's great to hear from you, Michael. He said, I wish Looking Up was a daily show. Always oh, love the show you put on. Michael, Thank you, Michael, has, for the encouragement. Michael has the first book. <laughs> you have the first book. No, just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, thank you, Michael. Thank you for the words of encouragement, and we're glad you enjoy the Looking Up show. And you know what? You can listen to it every day. All you need to do is just go to the podcasts. There's like... What, a year and a half or two years of podcast? We started this at the beginning, well, toward the beginning of COVID, which was what, in 2020? That's right. Um, so halfway through the year or May, I can't even remember when it was. Um, so we're getting up to the two-year anniversary of looking up. Is that so? Yeah. So do you know when that is? Or? I don't know. I, we'll I, have to do something special. I don't even know what tomorrow's date is and today's date is, let alone <laughs> what happened two years ago. Oh, but, um, yeah, anyway, we could find that out um, when we had our first show. I think it was in May mm. 2020. And um, so... Yeah, look, if you want to listen to any of the previous programs, you can do that. You can you just certainly go, yeah, can. the podcast, um, looking up podcasts on the Faith FM website, or you can download the app, which is even easier. Um, yeah, you can listen to one every day yep. for the next, I guess, 100 days almost. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you can start again at the beginning. There you go. There's a thought. So um, thank you so much again, Michael, for your text. And we just really value and appreciate all of our listeners because you make our time here so worthwhile. Indeed, indeed. So we want to remind everybody there is a prize giveaway with each program. And today's prize is a book by Kale Deval. Ancient Words, Present Hope, What the Old Testament Teaches Us About Revelation. 
Now, if you're interested in the Bible, that, that already has me straight away. When John the Revelator studied the scriptures to learn about Jesus and God's plan for our world, he read what we know as the Old Testament. So when he tried to understand and explain the visions he received on the island of Patmos, it was natural that he would use many references and symbols and ideas uh, from the Old Testament in his writing. So if you're interested in looking into that more deeply, here is the code word that, that we will give this book, this wonderful book away to the first three people who connect with us here in studio with the code word. Which is glory. Glory. We're going to be there taking a look at the glory of God today and what that all entails. All right. So glory is the word. 0491064669. Call or text us with the word glory. If you're one of the first three people to do so, this book is a gift from us to you. So thank you so much. Pastor Danny, let's uh, carry on here. What would you like okay, to do well, right now? Well, there's a couple of news items that I think are, are worth okay. um, noting um, yeah. when it, because, you know, we, we're looking at we we don't just take a look at any old news. Um, we we have a, a very specific bent toward news that is of prophetic significance. So if it's connected with Bible prophecy, if Jesus had something to say about it, the Book of Daniel, the Book of Revelation, some of the other biblical writers who have written on Bible prophecy, we we want to make note of that because at the end of the day, um, the show is called Looking Up, Sharissa, because Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass. In Luke 21, 28, look up because your redemption is drawing near. And all these things are in reference to the various signs that would be present in our world before Jesus returns. You know, the wars, the rumors of wars, um, you know, the, the earthquakes and the natural disasters and also, you know, famines and, um, you know, deception and immorality, the days of Noah, the days of Lot and so on and so forth, you know. And so anything connected with the coming of Jesus, um, we want to be we want to be in tune with that because that helps us to know that Jesus' coming is drawing ever near. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that, you know, before Luke 21, 28, I think it's in verse 26, somewhere there it says, you know, men's hearts would be failing them For from fear, fear yeah. because of the expectation of those things that are coming upon the world. Yeah. So it's really fascinating language that Jesus used. This, these are the words of Jesus in Luke 21, which is the parallel chapter to Matthew 24. It's like he's writing for today. Literally, he's, he's, it's like he's sharing today's news headlines. It's amazing. So in light of that, yes. um, just this week, um, this week, what day? March 6th. What's today? Teresa, today is March 9th. Okay. So a couple of days ago, that was, I guess, on Monday or something like that. Um this was the this was the news headline from ABC News okay. um, online. Worse weather and more floods. The IPCC report contains warnings Australia should heed. Now, <laughs> the IPCC uh, they've been around for over a couple of decades, and um, this is a, a world body of scientists that track um, you know the weather. And the impact our weather is having on on global events when it comes to natural disasters and so forth. So IPCC IPCC stands for the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. So everything to do with that. It's a United Nations body, mm-hmm. and um, and the UN Secretary General. Uh, Antonio Guterres. I'm not sure if I got that right, Charissa. I, I've recognized um, <laughs> the name, so it sounds good to anyway, me. Anyway, <laughs> he's the UN Secretary General at the moment. Um, he, he described what is going on, not just here in um, New South Wales and Southeast Queensland, but in many parts of the world 
And based on this report, he described it as an atlas of human suffering. And, um, you know, and he blamed, you know, um, the world leaders for being responsible for what is taking place because they're not addressing climate change as they ought to. And we've talked about that in the past. And he says... It's a damning indictment of failed climate leadership. So once again, climate is really coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and we saw that especially toward the end of last year with that um, with the Glasgow, with the Glasgow summit. This is really fascinating. What they said it was a two thousand six hundred page report that was put out, and um, and uh, the article here goes on and says the report's findings are about as bad as you could imagine. Mm. Climate change, and I'm just reading um, from the article, climate change is already upending the lives of billions of people around the world and will definitely get worse over the coming years and decades. Continuing warming and worsening impacts are inevitable with some of those impacts beyond our ability to adapt. So that's a really key point. He's saying, you know, we, we, we have the tendency, and as human beings for the last six millennia, we have learned to adapt. You know, the the industrial age came along, we learned to adapt, you know, live differently. The age of technologies come along, we're learning to adapt, learning to use computers and, and so on and so forth. But he's saying that with the with the frequency and the severity mm. of of the change of weather and the impact that it's having on societies, and we are seeing that firsthand here in our country right now we are no longer going to be able to adapt and keep up. You know what I mean? We're just not going to be able to maintain. Interesting. And so we're going to be falling behind and we're not Mm. going to have the resources to do what we need to do. And, for example, I mean, the Lismore floods, they they are the biggest floods on record ever. And we've had the largest amount of rainfall in Sydney since records began. Mm. From the beginning of the year to now, did you know that? I did not know that. that was but on I'm the news. not surprised. That by was that. on the news just yesterday. Yep. You know, the we've never had. We're already up to about where we should be in July, as far as really cum, cumulative rainfall I did not know in that. Sydney. Yeah, That's so interesting. and we're barely. We're not even halfway through March, um, and so you can clearly see where we are. And um, and so it goes on, and it, and it just goes in and talks about this. Um, He's saying uh, what the report says, um, you know, what is currently considered a one in a hundred year flood event could happen several times a year. Mm. So once in a hundred years is going to happen potentially several times for that one year. Wow. And so we know that because, I mean, if you take a look at, um, you know, the situation in 2011, we had serious floods. Um, 2017, there were places that had serious floods, and now this year, 2022. Now let's throw in the mix, you know, the fires, the unprecedented fires that we had, what, three years ago, and then we throw COVID in the mix. I mean, how much more can we bear? Yeah. This world is uh, waxing old like a garment, and the Bible even talks about that. Indeed, indeed. And I won't go on and, and continue on, but it's just just reading this report, reading this report just helped me to realize, you know, that, that the coming of Jesus surely is imminent, you mm. know. And um, when, when, you've got, when you've got world leaders who have, you know, nuclear weapons at their disposal threatening to potentially press buttons, mm. um, I mean, that takes it to another level when you've got a war taking place, um, you know, in and around nuclear reactors, yeah. you know, the largest nuclear reactor in Europe, you know, and there's a war, there's bullets, there's... There's things flying. I mean, you know, you don't do that in a nuclear reactor. You tippy-toe. 
Yeah. You tippy toe in a nuclear reactor because I mean it's it's nuclear and and if something goes amiss like it did in and Chernobyl, they were firing at one. They were firing. There, there was flames. I mean, there was there was part of the part of the complex that was on fire for a time. Ah, look. There are six nuclear reactors there. There are six rods, nuclear rods. Wow. I mean, if that stuff, if the electricity goes out, you know that that keeps those rods cool. That's right. If the electricity goes out and those rods melt down, which is what happened in Chernobyl, have mercy. Mm. That's all I can say is have mercy. And yeah. so. I really do believe those angels in Revelation chapter 7, and I'm kind of rambling on a bit here, but you've got <laughs> me going. going. You've got me going. Good. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll never get to our Bible study. Um, but if it wasn't for those angels in Revelation chapter 7 that are holding back the winds of strife so that the gospel, which is the good news of salvation, which is what our Bible studies is, is going to continue to be on, unless they're holding back the winds so that the gospel can go to the whole world as a witness to all the nations to bring about the coming of Jesus, you know, human beings under the influence of the enemy would would have destroyed one another by now. Mm. You know, we wouldn't have got to this point. We would have the buttons would have been pressed, the missiles would have gone and and this place would have been you know, a nuclear desert. And so thank God that as Pastor Abel shared earlier, God is on his throne. Amen. God is on his throne so we can sleep well at night. So folk, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> Um, this 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 is just too scary. The good news is look up. Look up. God is on his throne. These yes. things simply tell us that Jesus is coming soon. Mm. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be fearful because the Bible says God is love. And it goes on and it says God's perfect love casts out all fear. Mm. Because who brings about fear? Fear comes from the enemy. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants us to be fearful. The enemy wants us to be anxious. The enemy wants us to be stressed and perplexed. Jesus came to give us peace. Amen. He well said, said, in the world you will have tribulation. tribulation but be of good cheer. I, I have, have overcome the world. In me you will have peace. Mm. And that's John 16, 32, 33, somewhere there. John yep. 16, 32 and 33. So that's the good news, folk. In Christ we can have that peace that passes all understanding. Teresa, is there anything you want to add? I'm uh, going to stop look, my rambling right now. Can anyone add anything to that? <laughs> I think you've uh, said it all really well and I just... I don't know how people survive in the world right now if they don't know the Lord. No. Like, if you don't have a hope beyond this world, there's really nothing to look forward to. But when you find Jesus, you have everything to live for, everything to look forward to. And this world, yeah, as we've said a number of times, it's not our final home. Not our home. Just, we're just passing through. We're, we're refugees. We're, we're pilgrims. Refugees. pilgrims. We're refugees on this sense <laughs> On our way indeed. to a better country that God has prepared and has promised, has promised yeah. he was preparing indeed, for indeed. us. And if I could just add this thing, Sharissa, quickly, it's Go wonderful ahead. that during this time, you know, God's people, those who have Jesus in their hearts, can lend a hand, can get out there and be the hands and the feet of Jesus. That that is just yes. so special and so beautiful. And I pray we'll do more and more of that as things as things unfold and things get out of control more and more, that we'll be there on the front lines being the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, I think um, when we come back from this next uh, little song that we're going to listen to, I'll go where you want me to go. Beautiful song and beautiful words, a prayer really. We are going to dive into the final message from heaven, uh, the last w- call, I guess you could mm. call it, from God himself to a planet on the edge of eternity. So so you don't need, you do not want to miss what our Bible study will be right after this song, and uh, so stay with us. It may not be a 
or over the stormy sea. It may not be at the battle's front. My Lord will have need of me, but if I still
to Rebecca Moller there. I'll go where you want me to go. And this is Looking Up. You're still with Danny, Charissa and Shell. And we're in the middle. Well, we're about to be in the middle of a Bible study. Uh, we finally got to we it. We got to <laughs> it. Last week we never did. But this week we are for the second half of our program. That's right. And just a reminder, I didn't get to check with Shell. I forgot to check. So if anybody is keen to try and be in the running for today's special prize, we're giving this book prize away to the first three people who call a text us with the code word glory uh the number to contact us on is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. if you do so and you're the first one of the first three people to connect with us the book ancient words present hope by kale deval is going to be on its way to you again the code word is glory and the number to call or text us with with that word is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. pastor danny Take all us right. away. Okay, so we've got about we've got about thirty minutes um, all together. Um, it's never for, enough. It's never enough. We could go <laughs> for like three hours and thirty minutes, and that would still never be enough. But um, yeah, so we're going to do more of a summary, but we're going to look at the the main aspect of this um, important subject, which is their part of God's final message of love to the world, which is the mm-hmm. three angels' messages. And for those who may be joining us for the first time, you may be wondering what on earth. Uh, these three angels' messages, why are they so important? We dealt with all that in our introductory um, episode, which is about two, three, four weeks ago. So you'll need to go back to the podcasts and listen up to that. We gave a big introduction to the book of Revelation and where this message fits in um, to the book itself and especially um, where it fits in when it comes to human history and its significance and importance. So we're going to continue to pick it up and we're going to begin with prayer. And um, then we're going to take a look at um, this message for today. Wonderful. Do you want to pray for us, Sharissa, please? Our loving Father in heaven, thank you that we have your word, the Bible, and that we have the freedom and the ability to study it. We invite the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and help us, Lord, to understand your words for us today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Sharissa, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not sure if you know the answer, if you're aware of this. If not, then I'll ask Shell. But um, have you heard the phrase or the two words fake news at all? I've heard it. Have you, Shell? Have you heard the term fake news? Yes, indeed. Okay, all right, fake <laughs> news. It's, it's, it's something that's become obviously, you know, but... Uh, it's it's everybody hears it, you know, we hear it all the time these days and um and we know what that's in reference to. It's something that's something that's not real, or you want to discount someone, or you wanna, you know, take away from someone's character and you say, Oh, all they're sharing is fake news. You can't you can't trust them, they're just fake news. Mm-hmm. And obviously Donald <laughs> Trump he was one of the one of the individuals who really popularized those two words, fake news, but they were around before before Donald Trump. It's just that he popularized it, you know, just yep. through his his influence. And so, when it comes to fake news, I use that as an illustration because we have we have this great controversy between Christ and Satan, and Satan has been maligning the character of God with fake news. Mm, For the last 6,000 years, he's been maligning the character of God with fake news. He he spread fake news in heaven. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And there was the first war in heaven. Revelation 12 talks about that, verses 7 to 9. Um, and it says, you know, uh, in, in the first part of Revelation 12 that, uh, uh, you know, the dragon who is Satan, you know, with his tail, with his tail he drew a third of the stars of heaven in reference to the angels. You know, a third of the angels were deceived with his fake news that God was not as loving as they believed him to be and that he had a better plan for how to govern the universe. And if they followed him and his template, they would be a lot better off. And so he deceived one-third of the angels. And that tale, according to the according to the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, the tale is lies. It says the mm-hmm. one, the prophet who... The prophet who speaks lies, he is the tale. That's right. He is the tale. And we talk about telling tales. <laughs> but um, so, so, so we have Satan who is maligned God's character. And so here in Revelation 14, 7, we have a call by God to his people that will be declaring this message and we can all be part of this group of people, Sharissa. This mm-hmm. is not limited to a church. This is, this is open to the entire world to be part of those who will herald God's final message of love to the world. And notice the message. So if you could read Revelation 14 and verse 6 and 7. All right. The Bible says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. Okay, so that is the first angel's message, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, the everlasting gospel. Here we have that first angel's message in verse 7. Now, we've looked at what it means to fear God. We've already dealt with that, so we don't have time to look at that again. People can um, check that out on our podcast. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. So this is at a time when the judgment is going on in heaven. We're going to deal with that at another time. Um, That's just before the coming of Jesus. So this is a message right before the coming of Jesus, which is the time we're living in. So we want to discover what it means to give glory to God. Now, when, when people think of, even Christians, when Christians think of giving glory to God, Charissa, in your interaction with other Christians in particular, what do they associate giving glory to God with, sort of primarily? Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> you might have to help me. Well, I can share with you what <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah, please tell it's me. It's like in church, worshipping, giving God glory through singing, yes, through praising that's God. True. You know, Most people think we glorify yeah. God in song. That's right. That's yeah. right. And and, they, and and we say that you know let's let's sing and glorify God yeah. and give Him glory. And we've got songs with lyrics similar to that. Mm-hmm. And so people naturally believe, okay, I'm a Christian. I'm in church. I'm praising the Lord. I'm giving Him glory through my singing, through my worship, and they see that predominantly or primarily or maybe the only way we really give glory to God. That is true. That is how we do give glory to God. But that is actually not the primary way that we give glory to God. It goes a lot deeper than that, and it entails your worship. It entails everything. Mm. In fact, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, whether you eat or drink, you finish it off for me, Sharissa. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay, so how we live our lives is by giving God glory. That's an awesome thought right there, to think that a human being like you and I can give glory 
to the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God of the universe. Like that's a that's an incredible thought. It, it is incredible. It's huge. And so God is inviting us, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, to live our lives in harmony with God's glory. Mm-hmm. Now we need to find out specifically what God's glory is. Now God mm-hmm. does God define in His Word what His glory is that He's inviting us. He's inviting the world to give Him. To understand. We talked about this fake news business. That's very important. We're going to come back to that. So Moses. Let's take a look at Moses. Okay. Now we have Moses. Um, By the way, that word there, glory, appears a number of times um, in the New Testament. And I looked it up in the dictionary. And and this particular word here in Revelation 14, and it also appears in, in other parts of Revelation Revelation chapter um, 18, verse 1, and Revelation 4, 11, Revelation 5, 12. The word is doxa. Mm, like uh, sounds like doxology. Yes, like doxology. And it means, it also, it means to give God glory, mm-hmm. um, like in praise, but it also means an opinion. Uh-huh. That was fascinating to me. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. And, um, and so doxology, okay, which is where that word comes from, doxology, um, the the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines doxology as a liturgical expression or opinion of praise to God. Mm-hmm. So this is really interesting. We're going to get to we're going to get deeper into that. But um, let's go to um, defining the glory of God. And we've got Moses. He's on Mount Sinai. The people, uh, well, he's on Mount Sinai, not for the first time, but he's on Mount Sinai, on Mount Sinai after the moral meltdown and the, and the golden calf episode. Mm -hmm. All right. Don't have time to unpack that, but God has given Moses the 10 commandments and the people while he's away for 40 days, they, they, Aaron allows them to make this golden calf, but they dance and they worship. And it's just a whole, you know, there's debauchery going on. There's immorality. It's just a, it's just a spiritual meltdown of, you know, of epic proportions. Mm-hmm. Moses goes to plead before God because God's like, okay, he's telling Moses, I'm done with these people. Um, I'm just going to wipe them out. I'm going to start afresh with you, Moses. Has God done that before? Yes, yes. He did it with the flood. He did it with the flood with Noah. So this is like, you know, Moses is like, ah, God can't do that. He would never do that. This has already happened. Mm. There's a precedent. So now Moses goes and he pleads with God. Now, if you want to pick it up from Exodus 33, and if our listeners have their Bibles, if you've got a Bible with you there, you're not driving, you're at home, I'd encourage you to pick up your Bible and you you can follow along with us. And these these words are well worth underlining or highlighting. So do you want to read from us from Exodus 33, verse 18, the question that Moses um, asks or a statement that he makes and and God's response. And I just want to say with um, verse 18 here, I actually had this on my wall. Oh, (laughs) wow. Because it's like a beautiful prayer to pray. Anyway, so now now you want to know what the prayer is. Here it is. Exodus 33, verse 18. And he, that is Moses, said, please show me your glory. And then he said, I will make, this is God speaking, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Wow. So what do we have here? So Moses asks to see God's glory. Mm -hmm. And what does God reveal to him as his glory? His goodness, His what he is like. His character. His character. Okay, so here it is, folk. 
God's glory is his character. Amazing. I love it. It's who he is. Yes. So the angel that cries out, fear God, and give him glory, the message is it's time to reveal the truth about God. Yes. Because Satan for the last 6,000 years has been spreading fake news about God and his character. That's right. And what better way for Christians, for people who really believe in Jesus, uh, to reveal God's character than by allowing the love of God to transform their own hearts Mm -hmm. so that when people look at them, they remind the people that they see remind them of Jesus. Like it should be, you know, just reflections of his character in in action. Is there anything more important than revealing the character of Christ through our lives? Is there anything more important that you can think of? I can't think of anything more important. Do you think that will help prepare people for the coming of Jesus? Absolutely. Absolutely, indeed. And you know what's fascinating? If you would like to read um, what... What the angels sang when they appeared to the shepherds. Mm-hmm. And I, we all know that beautiful Christmas story. If you want to read from Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, what it says there. Sure, the Bible reads, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Wow, so what are they singing? Glory. Glory to God in the highest. Fascinating. And match that up with another scripture that describes Christ in John chapter 1, verse 14, in these words. And notice these words, folk, listening carefully. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, who is the word here? Jesus. That's Jesus. He is the Word. In John 1, 1 to 3, He is the Word that became flesh. You know, the Word was with God and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. And so here we have God's glory described as grace and truth. And Jesus came to, to demonstrate the truth about God, the truth about His character, the truth about His glory, which is full of grace and truth. Yeah. Do we need grace today? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Absolutely. What about truth? Are we is truth in short supply? It's a rare commodity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are confused. Do they uh, don't you come across a lot of people who've got no idea who to believe, what to trust? Yeah. I mean, and so here we've got a time right now when God needs his glory, his truth revealed like at no other time. And um, if ever there was a time when we needed grace, it is now. Someone said grace, it's an acronym. You could use that as an acronym. God's reward at Christ's expense. Love it. Beautiful. So powerful. All right, everybody, just hold on to these amazing thoughts. Don't let them leave your mind because we are going to have a song and we're going to have the news break, but we are going to stay here because we haven't yet finished. There's Mm -hmm. more coming right after these little breaks. Stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene And wonder how he could love me A sinner condemned unclean 
Make sure you tune in to The Breakfast Show to Encounter God, play the quiz, hear great music and noteworthy news. All that and much more every morning on Faith FM. I see you stress and fret. Have you gotten ulcer yet? Worries eating you inside out. Deadlines are need met. Not a moment left. Always in a hurry. Control, let me take it for you. Love what's your 
and it's a constant crazy frenzy. But if time's of the essence, then you need my presence. So may I ask you a question? What's your worry? What a big hurry! I've got all the time in the world. So why don't you let go of what you can't control? Let me take it for you. Love wants to worry. Why not big hurry? I've got all the time in the world. You've got minutes, well, I've got days. You've got seconds, well, I've got ways. You're out of options, well, I still got thousands. So tell me what's your problem? Oh, oh, what's your worry? What a big hurry! I've got all the time in the world. So why don't you let go of what you can't control? Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3:30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. Looking unto Jesus. You are with us on Looking Up, and we are just looking through. Uh, the Revelation's final call to mm, planet Earth from amen. God's final call and the three angels' messages. Reminder, I, again, I forgot to check Michelle, but she's on the phone right now. So, uh, Ancient Words Present Hope is the prize giveaway book, for the book. first three people to call or text us with the word glory, 0491064669. That book is yours. Um, if you're in the first three there, and I'm, for all we know, they could already be taken, but why not give it Charisse a go? Sharice has got two spare copies at home in a bookshop <laughs> and she'll give them away. <laughs> yeah, you, sh- you should just all give it a go. Text or call us with the word glory, 0491 Pastor Danny. No worries. Well, folk, um, yeah, thank you for, for tuning in and staying with us. And we are in the second half of this Bible study. There's been a lot again today that we have covered outside of um, our Bible study with, with the things that have been taking place. And really, all these things tell us that that Jesus is drawing near. And we've discovered in this Bible study that one of the best ways that we can prepare ourselves and prepare others for the coming of Jesus is is to allow His Holy Spirit to live out the life of Jesus in our lives, mm. the character of Jesus in our lives. Mm. And so before yeah, before the break, we discovered that Jesus came into this world um, to demonstrate the glory of the Father, um, full of grace and truth. We looked at that, <laughs> excuse me, in John chapter 114, the Malenkov, I've told you about the Malenkov. Yeah. You tell us about it yeah, every week. I do, yes. <laughs> but it's interesting, at the end of Jesus' ministry, mm-hmm. okay, at the end of Jesus' ministry, he prays this powerful prayer. It's It's been described as the high priestly prayer of Christ mm. um, in John chapter 17. And it's interesting how how the prayer begins as Jesus prays to his heavenly father and John, he is listening in to the prayer as are the other disciples and he writes what he heard. Do you want to read from John 17 verse 1 all the way through to verse 5? 
Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Wow. Powerful Powerful prayer. So in five verses, how many times does the word glory or glorify or glorified appear? Five. Five times. So is that significant? Yeah, it's the theme of his prayer right here, and it's a very important prayer. It is. So he's saying, the time has come, the hour has come, Father, for me to declare your glory. Mm. Okay, so it's time to unveil the fake news and the true news. It's time to tell the truth about God and his character. So 2,000 years ago, there was an event called Calvary. And at Calvary, we have the ultimate character showdown. Yes. One of my favorite authors, Ellen White, Mm. she has a beautiful commentary on the life of Christ, The Desire of Ages. There's just this one sentence in that book that I've committed to memory. It says, hanging on the cross, Christ was the gospel. Wow. Yeah, just there. And what are we studying in this series? The gospel. The the everlasting gospel. Mm. So Christ on the cross is the everlasting gospel. That is the gospel. And so it's interesting, when Jesus was on the cross, you have Satan's character revealed before the whole universe, not just before the world, but the whole onlooking universe. And what did he cry out? Incredibly, as they were crucifying him, he was praying for his persecutors. No, sorry, Satan. What what, what did Satan cry out through through those that had chosen crucify to be, him, crucify him, crucify <laughs> yeah. him. That is what Satan cried out through his servants. Mm-hmm. You know, through through the rabble, through mm-hmm. through the you know through th- through the high priests and the religious leaders and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, how did Jesus respond when he was on the cross? What he were prayed his for words? them, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. So we have crucify him, crucify him, mm-hmm. and Father, forgive them. So you can see the contrast, the, the, the absolute contrast between the character of Satan and the character of God. And so it was revealed, revealed at Calvary. Now, in line with um, the scripture that you shared earlier, there's a really interesting scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, if you want to read that for us, please. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, so there's a lot of glory in this scripture <laughs> yes. as well. Now, what, what is Paul telling us here? Well, he's telling us that we are being transformed by the Holy Spirit into his image. So it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and His work in our hearts and in our lives that transforms us to become more like Jesus every day. To reflect or to give glory to God. Yeah. So so when the angel says, fear God and give glory to Him, in order to give glory to God, in order to mm. represent His character accurately, we need the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
We need the Holy Spirit. There's really no plan B. There's no substitute. Is there for the Holy Spirit? Can we do that in and of ourselves? No. I mean, if you're being crucified, not in a literal sense, but you know, in a figurative sense, if you're being crucified by someone, your character's being maligned or, or whatever the case may be, how on earth can you pray, Father, forgive them unless you've got the Holy Spirit in you? Mm. You can't, can you? Mm-mm. you know, otherwise, how are you going to respond if someone's giving you a hard time? And someone's sharing that which is, you know, um, unjust, that which is, you know, false. Mm-hmm. Someone's sharing fake news about you on social media um, or whatever. And that happens all the time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, people say all sorts of terrible things. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can act in a Christ-like way is if you have the Holy Spirit. And then you're representing Christ and his glory, his character, and you're able to say, Father, forgive. Forgive Sam, forgive Jenny, forgive whoever who wrote that or who said that about me. Mm. Amen. You need the Holy Spirit. So is that relevant today? Yes. <laughs> is there stuff that's posted on social media that's not exactly nice or true? Always. <laughs> Always. And so now is a time like no other. I mean, we've never had social media before mm-hmm. on this level, have we? Mm-mm. Yeah, we went about our lives. You know, we wrote notes to each other. We wrote letters to each other. <laughs> But now you can write something and the whole world can have access to that. Yeah, the post is mightier than the pen. Exactly. <laughs> the text. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. So, um, so, this is, so this is really, really important for us right now. Now, when it comes to the glory of God, um, we, we shared that scripture earlier about uh, Paul saying, you know, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Now, there's another scripture mm-hmm. that Paul uses in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, um, in connection with giving God glory. And why should we give God glory? Why is this so important? Paul addresses this very question. Do you want to read for us 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20? Yes, Paul says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were born, bought, not born, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Wow. So why should we glorify why should we glorify God? Because we are not our own. We've been, we belong to Him. Okay, we've been bought mm-hmm. by a price. So, and we know what that price is. The blood, the precious blood of Jesus. The death of Christ, the precious mm-hmm. blood of Christ. And it's interesting that here he says we ought to glorify God in both our body and in our spirit. So both with our physical being as well as with our spiritual being, our emotional being. So basically our entire being. That's right. You know, we don't believe in this, um, in this Greek concept of the human body. Mm-mm. You know, the Greek concept, this dualism that they believed in, which was, you know, and you did a series on this with, with, with um, the other presenters, your husband, Justin, yes, and yes. Lyle. You guys did a series on death and, yep. um, and so forth. And I know that you covered this in that series. The Greeks believe that, you know, we have a soul, an everlasting immortal soul. That's what, that's what Plato spoke, spoke of. Um, and then we have the body, you know, which, which goes into the ground and eventually, you know, comes to nothing, gets eaten by the worms and there's nothing. So don't worry about the body. The body's not important. The soul is all important. Mm. But the Bible tells us no. For the believer in Christ, both 
both your body and your spirit. In other words, everything, your spiritual life, your physical life, your, your emotions, everything is important. What we think, you know, what we put into our minds is just as important as what we put into our bellies. Mm, and what we put on our bodies. And what we put on our bodies, yes. <laughs> if we're going to um, keep rhyming. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so this angel is calling us to give glory to God, to, to live for him alone. And, um, and that's just so, so beautiful and so powerful. Now, I don't know if you want to add anything else to that. Uh, no, I, I like that a lot. I just, I just think that it, it makes a lot of common sense to me. Like the gospel, is a, it transforms our whole life, not just mm. our thinking, but our, our desires, our you know, tastes, everything. Like God changes us. We're our born again. That's why everything. it's called being born again. Exactly. You're a new person in That's Christ. Right. You're a new creation, Indeed. new creature. Old things have passed away. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me that if we are Christ's, and if we are surrendering ourselves to him day by day, that the Holy Spirit will be working in our lives so that in every area of our life, we'll not be trying to gratify ourselves in any way. We, we, will, we will dread that and we will want to live for him and lift him up and glorify him in every aspect of our life. I like what you said. I haven't thought about that, but it's just so true. I like, I like what you said when it comes to being born again. Mm. You know, Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And really, to give glory to God is to have that born again experience through day the Holy Spirit day by day. Because yeah. we can't give glory to God with the old heart, yes. with the heart of stone. We can only give glory to God with the heart of flesh, as the Bible says, which is that transformed life, which is why we are being transformed from glory to glory, being born again day by day through the power of the Holy Spirit, as we just read earlier. And that's a real relief when you think about it like Praise that. The because. Lord, yeah. It's a miracle mm. that only God can do. And it's a daily miracle. It's a daily miracle. It's a miracle only God can do. And it's a miracle God wants to do. So it's not something we achieve, manufacture in and of ourselves, but God wants to do it in you, in me. That's amazing. It's so, the gospel. <laughs> so giving glory to God, Sharissa, as we kind of look to sum up because we're about to land this plane, giving glory to God is through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us us demonstrating in our words and especially in our deeds the the life of Jesus Christ. Yes. We're demonstrating his life, his ministry, his message, his love, his grace, his mercy, his long suffering, his you fill in the blanks. Yep. How awesome is that? That we it's have been incredible. invited to give glory to God to Tell the truth about God and his love. Yes. And so, you know, in light of such a privilege, like this is why we encourage all of our listeners, spend time with Jesus in his word every day. Um, that, that way you can learn of him and your, your heart will be drawn to him in love and he, he will work a miracle in your life. The Holy Spirit will transform your heart as you spend that time. And uh, someone once said to me, if you're too busy to spend time with Jesus, then you're busier than God ever intended you to be. <laughs> I like that. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, wonderful, wonderful thought and what a privilege that, that God is, wants to work in us. That like is that. very, very powerful. And, I mean, Paul, just to finish off before we go to our – our song and, and a break um, before we come up to, to the last little bit where Paul says, Romans eight eighteen. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Well, you know, appropriately, Shell has chosen for our next song, To You Be the Glory. Oh, to God be the glory. Always. So, well done, Shell. Thank may you. we all enjoy this. Amen. And don't go away. We have a few final thoughts. Mm. 
Matt Mayher and Kari Job, to you be the glory. Well, we have so enjoyed your company today and the time has flown. We've had special guests on this program looking up. We've done a Bible study as well, talked about current events and just realized and reminded ourselves yet again that today is the best time to be looking to Jesus. Mm, amen. 
Pastor Danny, what final words would you like to leave with us? Well, I want to share a story um, before I do that. I just want to share one of the last scriptures in scripture, you know, where it all comes to an end and we're living happily ever after in the heavenly courts above in the New Jerusalem. And in Revelation 21 verses 22 and 23, it says, John writes, but I saw no temple in it, that is, in the New Jerusalem, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it. Why? For the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. Amen. So throughout eternity, you know, in the New Jerusalem, the home of the saved, we're going to have the glory of God that illuminates the temple. And the glory of God ultimately is his character. So the character of God will continue to illuminate, will continue to shine on this city the home of the redeemed, which will ultimately find its way here on this earth. And this earth will be the center of the universe. Amazing. And, um, yeah, so it's just incredible that, that beautiful script, you know, the lamb is its light. You know, mm. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So, mm. you know, uh, let there be light at the beginning of time and you have at the end of time, the second bookend, you know, the lamb will be the light. Amen. amen. And, um, so amen. anyway. And, um, yeah, I just want us to reflect on a story of a woman um, that wandered away from God. Her name's Jane, Jane Gould, and she gave her heart to the Lord after she was diagnosed with cancer. And I had the opportunity of baptizing her, and it was very special. And on her baptismal day, um, Jane, she shared her testimony. She wrote it out, and I have her written testimony, and it's very powerful. It was entitled Hope, Peace, and Prayer, A Story of Redemption. And this is what she shared um, with all those that were gathered there, family, friends. She said towards the end of her testimony, if you haven't invited Jesus into your own life as yet, I can highly recommend the experience. Mm. It is my belief that our time here on earth is very short indeed and that Jesus will soon return just as he has promised to claim his believers and destroy Satan and sin forevermore. How I long to see that day. I pray that we will all be ready to go home with him. Praise God. And that was just a beautiful. And, you know, sadly, uh, toward the end of that year, you know, she breathed her last and now she waits for mm. the coming of Jesus. She waits for the coming of Jesus. And, uh, and I believe that's not that far off. So any of our listeners that want to connect with Jesus, give us a call. We're happy to help you. You want to be baptized? Um, you want to learn how you can commit your life to Christ through Sorry. baptism? Let us know. Give us a call and we would love to help you on that journey. Yeah, the number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Pastor Danny, would you close in prayer for us? Sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for this time that we've spent together today, this afternoon. We thank you that you have revealed to us, Father, your glory, your glory through your son, Jesus Christ, who demonstrated your character of love when he was here on this earth. Father, we thank you that we've been given the opportunity and privilege and honor to demonstrate your character to those around us, to prepare them and us to prepare all for your soon return. And that is our prayer that each and every one of us will look up because indeed our redemption, the coming of Jesus is drawing near. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, thank you again for joining us today. We hope that you will come back and join us again this same time next week. What will we? Well, we really don't know what we'll do next well, week. Well, we don't know. We're planning on looking at 
the final judgment hour message in Revelation oh, that's, 14.7. That's epic. And um, for all we know, we might have more special <laughs> guests. We don't know. The world continues to keep us very busy. So may God bless you all. We look forward to having you back on this program next week. Remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. God bless you all. We'll have you. We look forward to having you back here next week. Don't give up. Don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.